great Ascension Convention, uh, the worship team made up of current and former students, the AC band led by Leanne, they were phenomenal. Uh, Brian Montre, one of our graduates, helped lead as well, and, and, uh, and Derek Wright, a youth pastor from City Church in Madison. Again, amazing ministry took place. But by far, the, the greatest services, and, and God did something each service in a different way, the greatest services, once again this year, were, were led by Reggie Dabbs and the word that he had for the kids. And, and it was just like the perfect word at the perfect time in their life. And so today, I really want you to understand that you're getting the right word at the right time for your life today. God knew you were coming. He knew you'd be here. He also knew to bring Reggie here for this moment. Reggie's one of the most gifted communicators in the nation. He speaks to 1.5 million students in high school a year. I mean, it is amazing how God has used him, and he's been such an important part of uh, the Ascension Convention really from the beginning, and, uh, and we value that relationship so much. And I know you do as well. So I'm going to ask you to do something that we don't normally do for a guest speaker, but I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet this morning. Everybody could just stand up. And we're going we're gonna to honor Reggie as, as he comes, but it, this is not a standing ovation. Reggie has invested in our lives year after year after year. And uh, I, I never asked Reggie to stay on Easter because I always thought, He's too big of a deal. I mean, this guy speaks to millions of people. Like, last week, he spoke at a struggling church called Hillsong. Um, so I didn't think he'd ever preach here, but, but for the last, uh, last two Easter's, he's been here, and I'm so glad that he's back. But he has invested in our lives. He's invested in the lives of your kids. He's invested in the life of your grandkids. And he has helped change so many churches and so many lives that we need to honor him. We don't just want to honor people when they're gone. We want to honor them when they're alive, and he's done so much for us. So we're going we're gonna to clap, we're going to cheer, hoot, holler, whistle, whatever you want to do, but would you let Reggie know how much we love him this morning as he comes? Thank you, guys. We love you. Love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, church. Do me a favor. You can sit down, but before you do, Look at somebody and say, all right, all right, all right. That just made it better, didn't it? It made it better. Happy Easter, everybody. I'm going to be honest. I say this a lot, but I'm going to be totally honest. I don't think y'all ready for this. There's some people who, who usually come Saturday night who just already came up to me and said, you need to preach what you did last night. That's why I came back again. <laughs> so I'm going to see if I can do it again. But I got to tell you. It's going to be different from any Easter sermon you have ever heard in your entire life. Did you know that 99.9% .9 of the preachers, ministers, bishops, vicars, whatever you call us, that stand behind a podium this morning, they will preach on one of two days of the week. They will either preach on Friday, the day that Jesus died, or they'll preach on Sunday, the day that Jesus rose again. Not me. I decided today... Not to preach on the death of Jesus Christ, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, and not to preach on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I've chosen today not to preach on Friday when Jesus sacrificed everything and not to preach on Sunday when he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave and came back. Instead, I've decided today to preach to you on Saturday. Saturday. Now, I can see it in your eyes. Some of you are church people. You're like, wait a minute. What happened on Saturday? App 
absolutely nothing. That's just it. So if I have to put a title, the title of our sermon on Easter Sunday this year is Silent Saturday. Silent Saturday. But before we get silent, I need to play a little saxophone for everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've never heard me before, my name's Reggie. I'm speaker, but I'm also a saxophone player. I love music. Music is good. And I decided to go chocolate Easter on you and just do a little black gospel up in here today. So here's the deal. Y'all going to have to go with me, all right? All the black people help the white people out this morning. We're going to make this happen right up in here. If you don't know how to clap, look around. Somebody got a good tan, watch them clap like they do. It's going to be all right. Somebody say, all right, all right, all right.
Somebody say Jesus. Can you say it one more time? On Saturday, Jesus is silent. The women have anointed his body and placed it in Joseph's tomb. The cadaver of Christ is as mute as the stone which was guarding it. He spoke on Friday. Man, did Jesus speak on Friday. He will liberate the slaves of death on Sunday. But on Saturday, nothing. Silence. Not only is Jesus silent on Saturday, so is his daddy. God spoke on Friday. Let me tell you, boy, did he speak. He tore the curtain in the temple that separated normal men from God because there was no need for you to go through someone else because Jesus paid your ransom, and he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. God spoke on Friday. God spoke on Friday when he took the sun and blacked it out of the sky, when he shook the whole planet called earth. Some people don't remember this, but I think if you were there, you'd remember. The dead people came out of their grave when Jesus died. God brought them back. Can you imagine what that would have been like if you were the man who married your best friend's wife when he died? That's a Lifetime Channel movie right there. Guess who's coming to dinner? I'm just saying. But on Saturday, Jesus is silent. God is silent. Let me help you understand Silent Saturday. I wrote some things down to put everything in perspective on this Easter Sunday. See, Silent Saturday is the day after the struggle and the day before the solution. Silent Saturday is the day after the question and the day before the answer. Silent Saturday is the day after the prayer and the day before the miracle. Silent Saturday is the day after you get lost, but the day before you get found. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, go ahead, boy, preach that sermon. But see, Silent Saturday torments us. We have struggles with it. Sitting right here today, some of you are struggling with your Silent Saturday. You see, it ain't a day of the week. It's a day in your life. Silent Saturday torments us. We start to ask questions like, is God angry? Did I disappoint him? Does God know that Jesus is in the tomb? Why doesn't he do something? Or in your case, doesn't God know I'm poor? Doesn't God know my marriage is messed up? Doesn't he know my family's in a mess? Listen to me. He knows. Why doesn't he act? The question is, what are you supposed to do on your silent Saturday? Well, I'll tell you. You need to do what Jesus did. Some of you are like, what did Jesus do? Oh, it was simple. He did three things. Could everyone put the number one right up there like this? Everybody say, lie still. Come on, say, lie still. Put up number two. Now say this, stay silent. Put up number three and say this, trust God. That's what Jesus did. He lied still, he stayed silent, he trusted God. Acts chapter 2 toward verse 27, the Bible says, You will not abandon me in the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. See, he stood on those words, and so should we. 
Jesus knew that God would not leave him alone in the grave. You need to know that God will never leave you alone in your struggles. His silence is not his absence. Hello? He ain't absent in your life. He's still there. Hey, you got to understand, his inactivity is never apathy. He don't have that word in his vocabulary. He knows what you're doing. He knows where you're at. He knows what your struggles are, and he is able to take care of you. Listen to me. It's real simple. you got to let you know. you got to know the full force of God's strength. God had to raise. If he had raised Jesus from the dead 15 minutes after he died, we wouldn't understand the power of God. If he handles your problem five seconds after it happens, you wouldn't understand what he could really do. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, trust him. Touch your other neighbor and say, you got to trust him. It's a good sermon, isn't it? Thank you. (laughs) See, this is the very reason why God inserted a Saturday after Friday and before Sunday. Not just the days of the week. It is definitely moments in our life, isn't it? The question is today, why am I preaching on Silent Saturday? Because somebody here needs to know. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 29. Come to me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. Everybody say, learn from me. Come on, say, learn from me. That's why Jesus became a man, so we could learn from him. So you know what you do? Lie still, be silent, trust God. No matter what's going on, lie still, be silent, trust God. No matter what, if we're waiting for the doctor results, lie still, be silent, and trust God. Don't let doubt creep in. Don't let the devil do that. Find your favorite worship song. When doubt comes in, turn it on. Start singing with him. Watch that doubt go out the back door. Why? Because we're going to do what Jesus did. Jesus knew that his daddy was coming after him. He knew that he would pull him out of the grave. And if he did it for his son, he could do it for you. Doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Your silent Saturday can become Sunday morning at the snap of a finger. Why? Because he's real. And he loves you. He loves you. Take my yoke up on you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Somebody in this room needs to find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is like Micah 7, 8. It says, do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Come on, I love that. Don't you like that? Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. That's good. That's like Muhammad Ali stuff right there. I like that. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. That even in the middle of the battle, you're going to be okay. Even in the middle of the struggle, you will be okay. Why? Because the Lord, if you can't switch, if you can't see your hand in front of your face, keep moving. Why? Because the Lord's your light. Even on your silent Saturday. But see, I have a feeling this morning, some of you don't really get a full grasp of what this silent Saturday is. How it feels, where it's at. So I went through the Bible, and I had to find silent Saturday. Like something in the Bible that can help everybody, no matter your age, understand what this Silent Saturday is all about. Because to be honest with you, if you're human, you're going to have Silent Saturdays. And you may think they'll never end. But you know what? I found out something. That if you try to handle this on your own, you're not lying still. So if you're handling it on your own, God loves you so much to let you try to figure it out. It may take you years of silent Saturdays to realize that he can handle your problem. Why don't you just lie still? Others of you, you like talking too much. 
That's why number two is be silent. Some of you, I'm going to tell them people off. They need to hear from me what I feel. I'll tell them right now. Uh-uh, no, no, baby, no, no, boo. It's not the way to go. Be silent and trust God. A lot of you think if you don't take care of your problem that no one else will. God made you. He created you. If you were the only one sinning, this whole Easter would still take place just for you. Because if there was one lost soul, God would die. He would send his son to die just for you. I love the way Pastor said it. Jesus loves you. Not the church. You. He knows your name, every hair on your head, which is easy to count for some of us. He knows, he knows, he knows, and he'll take care of you. You just got to do it. Somebody touch your neighbor beside you. Look at him and say, be still. Touch your other neighbor and say, hey, trust God. Now look at somebody and say, this is going to be hard for you, but be silent. Don't say that to your wife, sir. It's Easter weekend. One crucifixion is more than enough on this weekend. <laughs> I should have let that go, but I, <laughs> I found it, y'all. I found it. Hey, before we go, we're going to beat the Baptist to the buffet today. They're going to walk in. There ain't going to be no more white chicken left. <laughs> we're taking it, all right? Happy Easter, all right? I got one last Bible story. This is going to help you understand Silent Saturday. If you go to Luke chapter 7, verse 11 through 15, it's easy. That's just only four verses, but four verses that are unbelievable. I'm just going to tell you the story, and then we'll go. Everybody ready? Are you ready? Say yeah. Are you really ready? Say oh, yeah. We must be doing good because not one person got up to go to the restroom. Either that or you were at the conference this weekend. On Friday, a little boy on the front row decided to go to the bathroom in the middle of my sermon. I looked at him and said, where are you going? He said, to the bathroom. I said, wash your hands. And when he left, I said, now, nah, we'll wait for him to come back. So we waited. For some strange reason, nobody else had to go to the bathroom when I got the mic. Train a child in the way he should go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old school, ain't I? I know, I know. I explained that too this weekend. Do we have a little time? Y'all okay? We'll beat the Baptist. We got time. Do you know that there's two ways you raise your children, old school and new school? But some people don't know the difference. So let me help you out. Okay, here's a scenario. You get in trouble at school. You're back in school. Everybody back in school. You get in trouble, and before you get home, they call your mama. See everybody going, uh-oh. They old school. So when you come home, mom got a phone call from the school. Now, new school, your mom will look at you and say, you're grounded, uh, no more Xbox for two weeks. Oh, highly effective. Look, little kid back there, he got his hands on his face like, oh, my Lord, let Jesus come back right now. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Number two, uh, old school is tomorrow you go to school with a limp. Oh, you from Chicago. Y'all know good and well what I'm talking about. How about this? How about this? Let's see how many of y'all old school. Here's the old school daddy speech. I tell, them, I tell parents this. If you, if you old school, like old school, new school, if your wife's outside when you're coming home from work and you new school, it's no big deal because sometimes wives do that, new school families. If you old school and your wife outside waiting for you to come home, you keep driving. <laughs> you forgot something at the office. <laughs> okay, now here it is. Here it is. Because some of y'all Easter, you're acting like you new school when you know you ghetto. 
So I'm going to give you the old school daddy speech, but I'm only going to give a half of it. And you finish it. Now we find out it's going to come out. Some of you right now in your head going, don't say it. Don't say it. You have a reputation. Oh, no. You got to embrace who you are. <laughs> All right. So your dad comes in, opens the door, looks at you, says this. Everybody finish it if you know it. If you don't know it, that's cool. You knew school. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Your dad goes, hey, I brought you into this world and everybody clap your hands. You're all ghetto. All right. All right. All ghetto. In Luke chapter 7, verse 11 through 15, that had nothing to do with this sermon. But it was highly entertaining, I'm just saying. I found it. I found it. This is crazy, but this is, this is good. This is good. It says in verse 11 of Luke chapter 7, Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain, N-A-I-N. His disciples and a large crowd went along with him. Verse 12, as Jesus approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out. Y'all got it? So Jesus is going to this town called Nain. As he gets to the town gate, all of a sudden, here comes, they're, they're carrying the pallbearers, got the body. They're carrying a dead person out of the front gate, out of the gate. It's a dead person being carried out. Here it is. Check this out. The only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Okay, that's a lot in one little phrase. That is Silent Saturday in one phrase. Let me help you out. The only son, only child, that's him. The only boy, that's him. And his mother was a widow. Oh, stop right there. So this mom, this wasn't the first time she carried her man through that gate. This wasn't the first time she said goodbye to a man that meant everything to her. When her first one died, she still had her son. He looked like dad, talked like dad, walked like dad, so she could pour everything into him. Now, even that's gone. That is Silent Saturday. She's like, how am I going to walk down this road again? How am I going to say goodbye again? How am I going to make it through this? That is Silent Saturday. Somebody just shake your head and say, I'm with you on this one. The other day, I saw none. This was the day before yesterday. On the news, they showed a father whose daughter was killed on Valentine's Day in a high school in Florida. He had his daughter's Easter dress, and the tags were still on it. Just because it's not in the news don't mean people are still in Saturday. So here's Jesus. I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to end really good. Because when Jesus shows up, <laughs> anything's possible. The only son of his mother and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. So you got a large crowd with Jesus, a large crowd with this funeral, and they all meeting at one gate. Now something's going to happen at this gate. Watch this, verse 13. When the Lord saw her, okay, y'all get it? The Lord saw her. The Lord didn't see the, the dead kid. He saw the mom when he saw her. Do you know what that should tell you today? He sees you in your silent Saturday. He sees you even if you're silent, even if you're patient, even if you're lying still he sees you when the Lord saw her his heart went out to her you know what that means on your silent Saturday you are not alone you may think you're alone don't let the devil fool you he is here he's right there in the middle of the hurt in the middle of the pain in the middle of the sorrow he's right there touch your neighbor and say he's right there the Bible says <laughs> now Jesus is cool he's just the coolest dude ever look up there 
His heart went out to her, and he said, don't cry. Dude, that's like Dirty Harry with his gun. I mean, this is like, it's like Sylvester Stallone. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. This is all those greatest lines wrapped up in the Jesus. He just looked at the girl and goes, don't cry. And guess what he's saying on this Easter Sunday morning to your silent Saturday? Don't cry. If you notice, the woman didn't say nothing. Hello? Look at verse 14. Then he went up to the, <laughs> this is great. He went up and he touched the coffin. Okay, now check this out. I'm going to make sure I read it right. Then he went up and touched the coffin and those carrying it stood still. Stop right there. So like normally, you have two guys on one side, two guys on the other side. When I die, there'll be six on each side and two guys underneath just crawling, all right? Cause, and they'll be going, dang, why am I Reggie's friend? I should have let that brother go a long time ago, all right? I'm just saying. Now they're carrying it, they're carrying. Jesus goes up. He touches the coffin. He touches the coffin. When he touches the coffin, the guys carrying it stood still. So they're like walking. All of a sudden, they, and they had to be looking at each other going, Another friend's looking at him going. He touched the coffin. And everybody stood still. Now listen, Jesus knows every detail of your silent Saturday. And some of you are like, well, why did he touch the coffin? They stand still. I'm going to tell you why. Watch this. Then he said, young man, I say to you, get up. Verse 15, the dead man sat up and began to talk. Can you imagine? I want some pizza. That's why he touched the coffin and the pallbearer stood still. Because if he hadn't and started speaking to the dead man and he stood up, they'd drop him, break his legs, and Jesus would have to heal the brother's legs just after he raised him from the dead. <laughs> Jesus takes care of every detail in Silent Saturday. Hey, you know what I love? Let me give it to you then. Watch this. The dead man stood up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Just let him fix it. I got two questions. Number one, I'm going to start at the number 10, and at zero, I'm going to pray for whoever's standing. Some of you are like, well, who's going to be standing? Everyone who's going through a silent Saturday. I don't need to know what it is. I'm not Dr. Phil. We got God. We don't need Dr. Phil. He knows exactly what you're in the middle of, and he's just waiting for you to respond. He's waiting for you to just, just okay, I'm going to let you move. You got to be still, be silent, and trust God. But trusting God, you got to stand and give it to him. And by standing, you're like, okay, I'm going to do whatever you want, God. I'm done trying to fix this on my own. I'm in the middle of the hurt. I'm in the middle of the pain. Some of you, an entire family, you know you're hurting. And right now, if you're the daddy, you need to be the daddy that you think you are. Look at your wife right now and say, we're going to stand. Look at your kid and say, I ain't playing with you. I'll go old school like the preacher said this morning, all right? Because guess what? God is going to do something in your life on this Easter Sunday morning. He's about to come up and just raise your situation out of the grave. Take it out of the tomb and let it life again. Here's what's going to happen today. So if you're going through something, you're struggling in something, if you need God to be your answer on this Sunday morning, then here it is. The Bible says in Matthew, if you declare me before men, I will declare you before my Father in heaven. That's why I have people stand in church because if you can't declare him in church, where are you going to declare him at? Here's the deal. So if you're struggling and you need prayer, you got 10 seconds. All you got to do is stand up. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hey, lay hands on each other. Anybody in your row? Your whole row almost standing already, all right? If you're sitting down, thank God we get to sit down. Just stand up and touch somebody around you. You don't even need to know their name. Now, look, I'm going to pray. Jesus, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would do what it wants to do on this Easter morning. God, thank you for raising your son from the grave. Thank you, Jesus, for living a life that could pay the ransom for our sin. But, God, whatever we're struggling with, you have the answer for that as well. So, in Jesus' name, God, let us have the faith before the answer becomes a reality. Let us leave this room like a million dollar bill. Let us leave this room like a check account that has no worries. Let us leave this room knowing that you're able to make everything okay. God, I speak to the hurt and the struggle that's happening in this place. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Touch your neighbor and say, in Jesus' name. And say, amen. Sit down one more time. I got one more question. Just one more question. And could you do me a favor? This is a private moment right now. Would everyone bow your head and close your eyes? No one looking around. Hear my voice right now. Just in case you think I'm somebody I'm not, I'll give you the 10-second version. I grew up in foster care because my mom gave me away. She said I was a mistake and should have never been born. I was raised in a foster care family. They were very good people. I was highly suicidal because all I remember knowing is that I should have never been born then Jesus changed it all. So I know Silent Saturday. But it starts by you trusting your life in Jesus' hand. The Bible says in Romans, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So on this Easter Sunday morning, maybe you're sitting here and you're like, man, my Silent Saturday is getting worse and worse and worse. Maybe I should, maybe I should like the song I played, taste and see that the Lord is real. So if you're here, we're going to all do this together, everybody, front to the back, left to the right. This prayer is for anyone who walked in the church today with sin in your life, and you don't want to leave the room the way you came in Jesus' name. So we're all doing it together. So everybody say, Jesus, I give you my life. Today, I believe you died and rose again for me. I put my faith in you. Help me with the weight of sin that's in my life. Forgive me, Jesus. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And in Jesus' name, I'm saved. I'm saved. In Jesus' name, I'm saved. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. Pastor, just stand up and look at the congregation. The Bible says, if you declare me before men, I'll declare you before my Father in heaven. If you're in this room right now, and today you got right with Jesus, today you walked in the room with sin, but you said that prayer, and by faith you're like, you know what? I'm free in Jesus' name. I want you to look at pastor and wave. And when he looks at you and say thank you, then he knows today you got right with God. Ready? Go. 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 You did it today. Just wave at him. 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 That's awesome. That's awesome. Everybody clap for the people who got right with Jesus this morning. Pastor. Amen. Wow. Thanks, Reggie. So good.